I am the Daily Life Coach. Thank you for joining me today. Today's episode is entitled, Should We Open or Close the Country? That's right, we're going there. It may be too soon, but we're going anyway. Should we open or close the country? But before we get started, this week's episode is brought to you by Powered Up, the show about all things powerful. Follow Powered Up on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Let's get started, everyone. I know this is the million dollar, I'm sorry, I take that back. This is the trillion dollar question that everyone wants to talk about right now. Should we open or close our economy? And it's a good question. It's a darn good question. You know, I'm no economics major. However, I've done fairly well for myself and like to fancy that I know business inside and out, being a megapreneur, coach, extraordinaire. So instead of me trying to talk you into my views and opinions or my feelings, I'm just going to talk to you about what's going on today and let you make a decision for yourself after I tell you what I think you should think. Just kidding. I'm always objective. So just to make sure we're going down the right path when we say open or close the the country, let's define it a little bit so that at least we're going somewhat down the same path together. When I say open the economy or close the economy, let's say, uh, let's define it as when should we start lifting stay-at-home orders and implement a protocol of mask, gloves, social distancing, start executing, trusting, following protocols, and moving forward with starting up our national economy. And obviously there's all the governors around the country that are going to have to listen to my podcast. So the governor of Florida, I know you're Governor DeSantis, I know you're going to listen to this, so I'm, I'm not worried about you. We're good to go. You know, seeing that I'm a Florida boy and all, we got Florida unlocked, but all you other governors out there governing around the country, you might want to listen up as well. You don't want to put yourself at a major disadvantage of not hearing this fantastic information we're talking about down here in Florida, where everyone seems to run for everything, every cop show, every serial killer. I don't know. Everyone comes to Florida when things get tough. This seems to be the hunker-down state, maybe even spot for the world. Things get bad. People say, darn it, I want to do bad in Florida. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we're all here having fun, smiling, and figuring things out. Maybe it's that powerful Florida sun that's enriched in vitamin D, which kills about everything. I don't know. Maybe that's it. But let's move on. I digress. When is it time for us to establish a protocol of antibacterial gloves, And some type of mask, whether it's a homemade cloth mask that can prevent us from stirring up too much moisture in the atmosphere as we speak, project at each other. We can limit that somehow. Do you you ever go to school with that kid who sat across from you in the classroom and he talked? And I think we call it gleeking. And every time he said something, he sprayed you down like he had a spray bottle and you just didn't want to talk to this guy. And you wanted to be nice to him because he was a really nice guy. But he's a gleek on you. Just ah, ah. Every single time he said a word, he gave you a little shower. 
And then you had that other kid across the desk when you were trying to act like you weren't being hosed down and you would say, and the other kid would say, say it, don't spray it, bro. You know, and you would try not to be a part of that whole process. It was just awkward. Anyway, the gleeking kid probably end up your boss and the accounting firm that you work at right now. And the kid who said the say it, don't spray it, he's probably cleaning the place up, running the copy room or something. I don't know. Life is funny how that works out. But that's one of the hidden dangers, something that was a, a joke or just this awkward experience that happened in high school or middle school or elementary school, especially for you kids that had braces. You sprayed everybody down like you had a super soaker in the back of your esophagus. So something that used to be this funny little thing that just happened when we were kids, now it can devastate communities. So let's get back to this protocol for a minute. Think about this. What happens if we have some type of protocol that we can actually follow? If you're going to open for business, let's say the protocol is mask, gloves, some sort of sanitizer of sorts. And if we're able to follow those things, maybe we can open things back up at a limited availability, limited hours, limited contact, based upon following these protocols. So when we talk moving forward, for the person who sits back and says, I can't believe you even want to talk about people going outside, just just spreading. I'm not. And if you reach out to me via DM, I'm not going to be nice to you if you come out and say something stupid because we've established the guidelines. So, again, nothing stupid in my DM. I want to be nice to you. I really do. Now, we've established our protocol. What are the pros and cons of opening the country versus closing the country? So if you haven't listened to my podcast that speaks about the after effects of the coronavirus and how it's going to affect us economically, you might want to go back and listen to that one. If you haven't listened to it, the name of it is How the Coronavirus Will Change the World. Mm, That's right. How the Coronavirus Will Change the World. It's episode 36. You might want to listen to that one before you listen to the uh, next one after this, and then you listen to this one, then go back to episode four, and then you just kind of jump around and go from there. But, you know. Somewhat in that order. But in that episode, How the Coronavirus Will Change the World, I talked a lot about the after effects of the world economy in a very exciting, fun way. So we're going to talk about open or closed. Are we open or are we closed? First of all, let's talk about the people who won't be opening back up. Don't know if you guys are aware of this. I'm going to name a few businesses that have shut down or are in the process of shutting down. Neiman Marcus is hurting for certain. They're going down like the Titanic. Macy's, closing stores everywhere. Pier 1, closing 450 stores. GameStop, closing 320 stores. Papyrus, closing 254 stores. The Gap is closing 230 stores. Walgreens, who would have thunk it? Walgreens is closing 200 stores. Chico's is closing 200 stores. Chico's. Wow. Destination Maternity closing 183 stores. The Mega Giant Forever 21 is closing 178 stores. Models closing 153 stores. AC Moore Arts and Crafts closing 145 stores. Again, Macy's closing 125 stores. Art Van Furniture, they're closing 125 stores. 
Bose. I think everyone's heard of Bose, right? This isn't like Chico's where the young kids are going, who is Chico's? I don't know who the hell Chico's is. Bose is closing 119 stores. Olympia Sports closing 76 stores. Sears is closing probably his last 51 stores. My goodness, I don't know how many have left, but maybe a few left, but 56 stores. Earth Fair, who just opened in my community. I was so excited. Earth Fair opened and closing 50 stores. Kmart closing 45 stores. How are they even open anymore? Bed Bath & Beyond closing 44 stores. That's a big one. That's a big one, people. Lucky's Market closing 32 stores. Express closing 31 stores. Neiman Marcus, again, is closing 20 stores minimum. Hallmark closing 16 of their stores. J.C. Penney's closing six more. I think that might be the last six. I don't know. Walmart's closing stores. Walmart. Walmart closing stores. I'm, I'm going to stop right there because I could go on and this whole podcast could be like a, a funeral service for a retail stores closing down, and that's not what I'm looking to do here. But the reason that I brought up some of these stores that are closing, and this is just a, this is the short list. This is not the long list of stores that are closing. This is the short list of stores that are closing. We haven't even gotten to bank locations and other non-retail organizations and businesses that will close on the heels of this. The restaurant industry, manslaughter, devastated. We're going to see a lot of our favorite restaurants go under. And I just want to verify, when I say these stores are closing, I don't mean these stores are temporarily closing for the COVID-19 stay-at-home, non-essential business closures. These are closing their doors forever. There are over 20 million people. There are over 20 million people that we know of who've lost their jobs in less than 30 days of business closures in this country. Unfortunately, this country was not built on being closed. It's built on 24-7, get or done, we're open for business operations. Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, I really don't shop with any of those stores, so they won't affect me any at all. And my answer to that is, clearly, you can't count very well. Let me, let me talk about the waterfall for a minute. So if we lose a couple hundred million dollars in gainfully employed individuals in a city, which is going to happen, which if it has, hasn't already happened, a couple hundred million dollars worth of gainfully employed individuals in our city. And you own a dry cleaners. And those individuals no longer have to go into the office. They no longer need that blouse dry cleaned, those slacks dry cleaned, that suit dry cleaned, those nicely starched and pressed white business shirts dry cleaned. What's going to happen to all my local dry cleaners? Hmm, interesting, right? They're going to get hit hard. And only the strongest balance sheets will win. Only the individuals that have very little overhead, very little staff that are probably mom and pop who have good negotiated contracts with their support cleaning houses. Who do they call those guys? They, cause not everyone cleans in-house. Let's, let's go down the waterfall a little bit more. We lost $200 million in gainfully employed individuals. All those individuals out there who own daycare centers, who will 
more than likely not find a new profession anytime soon, those daycares could lose a large percentage of their full-time enrollment. Huh, interesting. Let's go down the waterfall and the barrel a little bit further. What happens to the gas stations who supplied all the fuel for those individuals that drove to work every day? And the Uber drivers that drove those people to work and to businesses and to the airport every single day? What happens to the car dealerships that supply these guys with new cars to get on the road and go see clients, sell things, sell houses, sell pharmaceutical supplies, whatever the heck they're selling. Clothing, wealth management services, insurances. Huh, lost volume, right? What happens to the restaurants they ate lunch at? Devastated. We already know that one. Do you want me to keep going? I can keep going down this waterfall as far as you want me to go and as long as you want me to go. We are all connected people, whether you believe it or not. So now let's talk about this nasty balance because this virus is a son of a gun and it's dropping people like flies, man. It's ugly. It's evil. I even had someone tell me it's an evil spirit. I believe them. I believe everything nasty about this virus. So every time I hear someone mention herd immunity, people are like, you must be insane. And I don't talk about it. I'm just saying. When I hear other people talk about herd immunity, herd immunity means it's going to run to everyone. It's going to run its course. And I guess you cycle it in a way that everyone can keep up with the fallout and everyone just gets it and moves past it. Wow. That sounds barbaric, right? And then you have the option of opening the country in a controlled environment with masks and gloves and distancing protocols and sanitizing protocols. And we start to live this new normal of not being in public places together, drinking our milkshake in a back alley in a car alone with a straw stuck through our mask hole. Sounds so depressing, doesn't it? It may sound depressing, but I'm still getting my chocolate milkshake from Chick-fil-A. Even if I have to look like a weirdo in an alley, sucking it down through my slightly raised mask. My KN95 form-fitted mask. My most comfortable mask, actually, is my Sarasota Metropolis FC Blue Dragon face mask. My multifunction scarf. And then if I want to look official, I put on my, my blue surgical mask. My neighbor calls it the diaper. But anyway, I'm already getting stylish with this thing. So, option A... The herd. We let the herd loose. Option B, we deploy and reopen with countermeasures. Or option C, we keep this thing shut another month or two. And we try to protect everyone from exposure as long as we can. So we lost several thousand businesses in a matter of days and weeks. I just want to share something kind of depressing with you guys about every single week we keep the country closed, we're going to lose thousands of businesses that will never open their doors again. So I'm not saying that's a reason to open the country back up because I understand where the balance is like, it's a crap sandwich, right? Have you ever had a crap sandwich? That means like, yeah, it's poop between two pieces of bread. And it's like, are you hungry? Well, yes, I am. I haven't eaten in days. And they raise the sandwich to you. Here's your sandwich. Do you not eat or do you take the sandwich? Now, why do I bring that up? Because that's where we're at right now. Any decision we make is going to be a bad one. There is no good decision here. It's a big, fat, crap sandwich. Any way you look at it. 
if we keep the country closed, we're going to see deaths of catastrophic numbers based upon increased crime rates and other diseases that will definitely kill cancer patients, patients with cardiovascular issues, patients with other respiratory diseases. There's a lot of other illnesses out there right now. And without the proper income finances, health care, there are people dropping like flies even faster than this virus that we don't talk about right now. Matter of fact, they're probably being mixed in as a result of the virus. And that's a little bit sad and a little bit scary. It's a crap sandwich, people. There is no good decision. So for everyone who's sitting back who's pissed off listening to my podcast right now or who's pissed off at their boss for wanting to keep their company alive or who's pissed off because someone wanted to close up every business and every school, the first thing you need to do is sit back and drop all that anger because there is no right decision at this time. I think the politicians and legislators and school leaders and church leaders and business leaders, everyone's trying to figure out how far left, how far right, how far forward or back can they go without becoming extinct. So here's a comparison. You go to the hospital and you have a gunshot wound and you're bleeding out, you're losing consciousness and the doctor pops you up on the table and right before he's getting ready to close that wound, stop the bleeding, he sees your blood and says, huh, you may have cholesterol issues. Nurse, check his blood. We may have to put him on a cholesterol regimen before we stitch him back up and stop this bleeding. Next thing you know, by the time your Lipitor kicks in to stop your cholesterol issues, you died four months ago anyway. Why do I bring this up? Because it's a triage effect. You have to treat the things that are most pressing in the moment at that time that can destroy you first. There's no need to treat a gunshot victim for his cholesterol issues in that moment. And I understand that right now the most pressing issue is the virus itself. But there's a lot of people who have never grown up in a dangerous environment. And our legislators and decision makers have to keep us from spinning into a dangerous environment. If you think our country is divided right now, make them poor and hungry and divided and see what you get. I have been around people that are hungry, that are pissed off, unheard, and oppressed. And you want to see dangerous and death? You let enough of those people get momentum and get really good and pissed off. And you'll see something that you've never experienced before. We are in... Very difficult times. Everything that we do has to be calculated and balanced. And if we let this pendulum swing in either direction too far, and we let this virus get out of control, then the amount of deaths that we'll see be staggering. And if we let our economy completely stop, and there is no jobs available, and we see industries collapse. Wow. You better get tough quick. Let's talk about gyms. Gyms right now. Who's going to go to the gym and hop on, on a machine and start working out knowing that someone might have copped some fluids on it, on that machine that you want to get on? I'm not going to the gym anytime soon. Thank goodness I've got a gym at my house. I'm even spraying it down behind my wife and kids. I'm giving the side eye. 
Did you just cough, girl? Come here. Let me check your temperature. Huh. What do you think is about to happen to the fitness industry as a result of this protocol? If you're not afraid right now and you're in the fitness industry, you better be very creative, very aware, and very good at what you do. Because there is a new normal on the heels of this virus that's going to make everyone look at how they engage with other humans in public arenas, stadiums, gyms, anywhere there's close contact, you are on notice. If you're not really good, really aware, very clean, with fantastic protocols, these could be life-changing times for you. And don't get me started on my technology soapbox, because you know I'll go there on you. You don't even want me to talk about the jobs that will not come back just as a result of new technologies being deployed that will be able to minimize human contact. That computer doesn't have to touch you, breathe on you. He's sitting too close to me. Make him stop looking at me. All that stuff. None of that. None of that. So right now, if you're listening to soundtracks at home and you're pissed off swinging either way, stop swinging back and forth. Get off the vine. I think everyone's off the vine anyway, right? Put your feet on some solid ground and start looking at next year. If you don't have a job, if your industry folds or collapse, how long can your industry sustain itself? What happened if your company goes away? Do you have any other skill sets? How are you going to come back from this? This is not meant to scare you, but this is meant for us to start thinking and working together. Because I'm watching a divided community attack itself because everyone thinks and feels they've got the answer to this whole thing. And it's not that easy. Do you understand that 24 hours after they announced this thing was getting bad, I couldn't even get toilet paper to wipe my behind. So what do you think it looks like of everyone who provides food for this country and distributes supplies, essential services, stayed at home, and there was no food, no toilet paper, no hydration, no medications, and we just stayed at home because there's people pissed off that anyone's moving around right now. Just think what would happen and what our streets would look like. Have you guys watched The Walking Dead, by the way? I know there's people saying, look, I don't like zombies. I'm not into zombies. And you know what? Zombies maybe aren't, they're not my thing either. However, the nature of the humans, the nature of men and women in this show was so iconic and so real because it showed how people evolved and changed as their life ran down the hill. Every time someone lost a relative, every time someone lost a house, a job, a car, some type of comfort, some type of peace, every single time it occurred, that individual changed a little bit more. That's real. Every time we lose something and something else goes away that's near and dear, that's important to us that we love, we change a little bit more. So the person that's looking in that mirror, judging everyone right now, you might not want to look in that mirror and judge that person. Or maybe you do need to look in the mirror and reconsider your judgment on the decisions that are being made. Because there's a lot of people that are making decisions based upon their experience with this world, 
their desires and commitments and responsibilities. There's leaders right now that have their businesses open providing essential services, and their employees are pissed off. But that leader knows they're one payroll cycle away from going out of business. And they're doing their damnedest to keep cash flow going on so they can make sure those families eat and have a job when this is over. But the employees don't realize they're that close to disaster. And even the ones that do are thinking, when this is over, I'll just go down the street and I'll get a job at the next place. Well, that place might be closed as well. Before we, before we cast judgment, anyone having to make a decision right now, just know they know they have a big crap sandwich in their hands and they're taking bites of it every single day, whether they want to or not, for you. It is not the cool thing to have to make really big, tough decisions in this world. It is not fun at all, just so you know. When you're making decisions that might endanger your own health as well as others for the sake of keeping someone's family alive and fed and healthy, that's not a fun decision to make. If you think it is, you're a jack wagon. And that means you've probably never been in a situation where you have to take care of a lot of people and make tough decisions. There are people who are being terminated from their jobs, not furloughed, not laid off, that are being terminated from their jobs that will never see that position again. Their industries imploding and folding on themselves. And yes, there are people dying every single day from this nasty, mean virus. This is not easy. Normally at the end of each one of my podcasts, everyone feels a little happier, a little bit lighter, and they say things like, wow, I know the direction I want to go at the end of this podcast. I felt like I moved forward and developed as a person. Some people may not say that after this podcast. But the one thing I do want you to feel is this and understand and know is this. This thing is worse than you think it is. It's not as easy as just staying home for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days and sticking our head in the sand and we pull our heads out. It's all done and it's over with. If we throw our global economy or our U.S. economy not only into a recession but into a depression, I think you'll start to see that a $1,000 a month stipend to feed your family will not feed your family. There has to be something left for us to go to after this pandemic is over. So my ask is this. Stop casting judgment on your leaders, on the business owners, on the politicians. Oh, my God, I just protected a politician. I can't believe this just happened. But even the politicians, they're doing the best they think they can do or they know how to do. But there's no roadmap. There's no book for this. Even Dr. Fauci, very intelligent man. And our president, Donald Trump, President Trump. There's numbers flying all over the place. There's projections flying all over the place. And none of these numbers match. And death toll counts on three different networks are different every single day. There's so much bad information. There's so many unknowns about this virus, where it came from in China, which lab created it. We don't know any of that stuff. Did you catch that? How I 
slid that in there. Anyway, there's so much unknown information. There's so many things that are unknown about all this that we're going to continue to see this thing be very fluid and change and shift. And the easiest thing we can do is to find our place and how we can minimize our exposure, maximize our ability to add something to this economy, find ways to sanitize, be healthy, and reconnect with our families during this new normal. It's time to reconnect. It's time to drop the hate. It's time to be open. And for anyone who's out there who is trying to capitalize on someone, whether it's politically, financially, price gougers, all that good stuff, make the right decision and stop right now. We are heading into a new normal. And trust me when I tell you this, we can't let this thing spin out of control, nor do we want to lose all the people that are near and dear and close to us that we love. And if we fight each other and make conclusions on who's making the right decision, the wrong decision, instead of focusing on the facts of how we can work together to fight this disease, this virus, learn how to eradicate it, mitigate it, push it out of our society. That should be our focus. Finding the truth and not being angry and divisive and leveraging this crisis into some personal gain or political gain. It's time for us to think together, work together. And trust me, I know that's easier said than done because there's people that are completely separate on the socioeconomic scale or spectrum. There's individuals that are completely separate on the educational spectrum, the IQ scale. There's individuals that sit in rooms and analyze that have no day-to-day human experience that are going to be creating predictive data with AI that may or may not be right. There's so many different individuals that are going to have their spoon in this bowl trying to stir it up. Look for the truth. Know that everyone is trying, practicing like a practicing physician, but no one's got the 100% answer. So God bless America. We are strong. We are resilient. We are powerful. And when we all look in the same direction together, there is nothing that we cannot overcome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Daily Life Coach. Make sure you listen to previous episodes of The Daily Life Coach on Spreaker, SoundCloud if you're an Android person, Apple iTunes if you're an iPhone person, and soon to be iHeartRadio and many other podcast networks as well. Wherever you catch your podcast, just search for The Daily Life Coach. Don't forget, live fearless, my friends. And God bless you.